peak of lockdown, I kind of all of a sudden had lots more WhatsApp groups. And the one with my family, we kind of decided to do this thing where we would kind of play an intro on the piano. It would work out who could guess, who get what's the, what's the intro. People didn't have as much to talk about because there was, only, there was only one thing on the news. No one was doing anything. No one was going anywhere. I guess it was a way of kind of connecting, kind of having something to say with people. <laughs> My name is Matt Tagney and I am the director of the long-term plan implementation for NHS England and Improvement. So we spent quite a lot of time thinking about the future of health in the NHS and how we can make things better, Look, usually looking over kind of the next three, four, five years. You know, at the start of um, disaster movies where there's someone or a group of people who know that a thing is coming, but the rest of the world doesn't seem to yet. So there's that scene where they're like walking through a city Quite often there's a record radio in the background that's saying, and today, and uh, and there was a bit in March where we were thinking about, you know, how do we get enough doctors and nurses to the right place to make sure we can deal with this peak that we didn't know how big it was going to be. And then you'd you'd go out and you'd just take a walk around the, you know, the block or go and get a, a sandwich or something. And the rest of the world was carrying on as normal. It was a really weird and eerie feeling, actually. Because all kind of the kind of the strategic planning, the planning for the long term had kind of sort of been paused to allow us to focus on this, I went to lead the workforce cell, which was at that point focused on making sure we had the right numbers of doctors and nurses in the right place and other clinicians as well to deal with the wave of coronavirus uh, patients that we were expecting to see at that point. And it was things like, you know, when we when we wrote out to all of the clinicians who'd come off the medical register who'd stopped working in the NHS in the last couple of years and asked them if they would come back and kind of put in place arrangements so they could come back easily. And we got like 40,000 people who said that they wanted to come back and help, which was fantastic. But then when, when, when that happens, you then have the issue of how do you take 40,000 people and match them to a role that they can do in a place that needs them that they have the, the skills and the competencies and how do you look after them and make sure they kind of get the right induction and the right protection as they come back. And that was, that was logistically a, a huge task. And so, you know, I think we went from a team of like, you know, 10 people processing these to a team of like hundreds of people having to process these in a, in a week or two weeks. And the people who did that, those was, you know, it was a tremendous, huge effort. As soon as we identified there was a thing that needed to be done, you know, amazing things will happen in short times. And then, and then later on in March, the numbers of people who got had coronavirus or getting around started to go up, and then you were starting to see this kind of exponential growth. So you know, the the numbers the numbers double over a period of time. At that point, I didn't know when it was going to stop. And so if you think about the role that I was in, which is like, have we got enough doctors and nurses? Are we going to have enough doctors and nurses in a week, in two weeks? If you don't know when the peak is going to be, you can just see the numbers going up and the line getting steeper. It's really hard to say if you're going to have enough. And that was felt really stressful because at that, at that point, it felt like everything I did had the potential 
to make a really big difference. That if I didn't do something, and as a result of that, even one person didn't get through this process, or one person wasn't able to go to work that day, or you know, one person was off sick for longer than they needed to be, then actually that could be a really critical hole. That could be somebody not getting care. And I've never felt kind of as, as, as stressed as, or as kind of worried as, at that point. And it was kind of almost like a physical kind of tightness in my chest, that kind of worrying about, am I doing everything I can? Are we going to have enough people to, to, to deal with this? And that, this was kind of the hardest thing that I've had to do in my career so far. Because I was a key worker, our kids were went to school. We sent, we sent they went in sort of two days a week during the during the pandemic. So we had it, I think, easier than some people certainly. But definitely, we had the, absolutely had the experience of two of us working from home with kids who were supposed to be doing homeschooling and the challenges of you know particularly with our younger one who's five uh, who needs a little bit more support and help to kind of uh, do the activities and tasks and how you kind of juggle that without kind of resorting to kids watching everything on Netflix in a day or... <laughs> One of the positive bits, I guess, was that we kind of realised just how much we've got around us, how lucky we are, you know, to have quite a lot of green space around us. Our kids got an awful lot better at riding bikes and we used to go on like long you know, bike rides or walks with them, trying to get out of the house a bit. And as we kind of moved into April, we started to get kind of models and kind of we could see what the, the top of the mountain might be and where we might need to get to and therefore kind of have a bit more confidence that what we were doing was enough. But even 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 then you don't know. You don't know you're you're kind of waiting for the peak to happen and you're kind of hoping it's gonna happen at the point that the, the model says it is. And as kind of that month went on, it just became more of that there was just one thing that we had to do. And that was make sure that we had enough people and enough resources to deal with the peak of coronavirus that we knew was coming. And, you know, we were saying, actually, you don't you don't need to do this. There are things we're stopping. There are things that we don't have to think about. And it was kind of a real singularity of focus. It was later on in April where we could, I think we could see there was a definite kind of downward trend in the number of patients that we had in intensive care but then at that point you know the the rest of the world starts to come crashing back in and and you need and then we start to think about all the things that we've stopped that we haven't done all the people who haven't gone to A&E because they got told to stay at home and they were staying at home and all the people who might have had minor strokes and didn't go to A&E or all the people who if they had hadn't been for coronavirus would have gone to their GP about a lump or something that could have turned out to be something serious. That was when it started to feel like life got complicated again in some ways because it kind of, how do we get back to a place where we have an NHS that's thinking about everything and ev everything again and not just really focusing on coronavirus. Usually in the kind of jobs we do, there's kind of a really big, there's quite a big gap between oh, we should do this policy. And maybe if we put this money here, it'll make a difference. And then it's only usually a couple of years later you can look back and say, oh yeah, that kind of, that made the, dif that made the difference. Mm -hmm.
Whereas, whereas this, it was kind of immediate. It was also fast-paced. That you know, you, you know, you'd do something one day, and then the next week it would be happening, or even the next day it would be happening um, in the NHS. And that kind of immediacy was, on one level, satisfying, uh, but um, only in retrospect, if I'm honest. <laughs> 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 